0: Transforming lives. How 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 can you act like
1: Jesus if you don't know Him? So God's plan is, in order for you to be to
0: live in the world, is to get to know Jesus. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Rev. Obadiah Swen for today's message.
1: So what we said, we said to to abide in the Word, is to do what? To believe the authority of the Word. Secondly, we said to be transformed by the Word and we we, to, to, to live in... In, in the word is to, 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 to get to know Christ so that you can follow his example. You see, how will you change like Jesus? How will you be like Jesus if you don't know Jesus? Amen? How, how, how can you act like Jesus if you don't know him? So God's plan is in order for you to be to live in the word is to get to know Jesus. Paul said it this way. He said all the things that were important to me. And when I I look at the excellences of the knowledge of Jesus, I consider everything that was important to me as garbage. He said, I long to win Christ. I don't allow any circumstances, any trial, anything, any attitude, any behavior, any inborn spirit, any familiar spirit, any family heritage. Nothing I allow to cost me, to to hinder me from winning Christ. I press into winning Christ. Amen. Oh, Paul, he didn't walk with Jesus, but when he got saved, he recognized. There's nothing like living in Jesus. There's nothing like living in Jesus. But you see, the apostle Paul, he had to learn the hard way. Amen? God wanted him change, he refused to change, so God had to knock him down. Amen? Hallelujah. But Paul said, when I consider everything... My knowledge, my wisdom, my, my love for the Lord, the Jewish people, my family heritage, and my citizen of Rome. My, my, all the things that are important to worldly standard. when I look at them, I consider them as garbage to win Jesus Christ. I pray, church. That we will come to the place in this in this church that we will consider all the things that we value, that we consider so important, we we'll put it aside in order to win Jesus. Don't allow anything to hinder you from winning Jesus. Amen? Anything that is keeping you from fully committing yourself to God is not of God. It's not of God. Hallelujah! Uh, Tell me what it means to 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 uh, 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 abide in the word. Uh, to abide in the word also means to submit to God's will. Say submit to God's will. Amen. Paul said it this way. He said, uh, 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 "I beg you, uh, uh, I beg you, uh, by the mercies of God, that you will present your bodies as a living sacrifice." Now you see, Paul was speaking. For God. And God doesn't have any right to beg you. I mean, he's been so good to you. Why should God be begged? But some, for, for some reason, Paul was saying to, to the Christian uh, uh, in Rome, I beg you, live for God. Be changed for God. Serve God. That's what he said. I beg you. Present your body. Give God your all. Give God your best. Give God the best that you have. Give it to Him. Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is the reasonable form of service. Be not conformed to this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is the good and perfect and and, and acceptable will of the Lord. Amen? To to, to abide in the word means to submit to the word of God, the will of God. And submitting to the will of God means that I give God what He's asking for. Hello? God wants you. Hello? He wants all of you. Amen? He wants you. Amen? And sometimes we struggle with the fact and trying to, oh, we can give God, yeah, we give God, there, we do this for God and we do that. No, no, God wants you. Because, you see, if God has you, then everything you have is God. That's why he's pursuing you, Amen. That's why he wants you. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, a pie, Amen. Now the second second way in which God uses, in order for us to be changed into the image of His Christ, uh, of His Son is true um, through trials and tribulations. Say trials and tribulation. Say trials and, and tribulation. In James chapter one. Verse two to four, the Bible says, "Counted all joy when you go through different kinds of trials and tribulation, because the the perfecting of your faith, the trying of your faith, works patience, and when patience has has its perfect work, you will be." You will be complete. You will not want anything. You will not have any lack of anything. Amen? So the Bible says, count it all joy. So so what God does is that sometimes God allows trying times in our lives in order for us to be transformed like his son. In fact, the Bible said it this way about Jesus. The Bible says, Jesus learned how to obey God by the things he suffered. Now, think about it. If God had to allow Jesus to suffer in order to learn to obey him, what's up with you? Amen? You see, it's easier for you to just accept his will and, and obey him. But if you were not, God will allow trying times. Now, let me let me qualify. God does not bring trials to you. God does not cause trials. Trials and tribulation comes because we live in a, a, a world that is full of hate, a world that is controlled by the prince of the power of the air, a world that is full of all kinds of things. So because we live in this world, Jesus says we will experience tribulation. Amen. It's not God who giving you the tribulation, but God allows it. Amen. He, said he allows it. He allows trying times in your life in order to, to, to cause you to become like Jesus. Amen. So what the Bible tells us, he says we, we need not to, 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 to take trying times as bad times. We need to take trying times as of time to understand the hand of God and to look for God in the trying times. Look for the hand of God. Because God is always present. Whether you are going through good times or you are going through bad times, God is always present. Amen? So what you need to do when you are going through trying times, when you are going through difficult times, when you are facing tribulation, you need to look for the hand of God. Because God is there. You need to look for him. And when you find the hand, you need to hold it. And continue to walk with your sins. Because he, like David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. David said, I am walking through the valley. I am going through the valley. Trying times is not permanent. It's temporary. You are walking through. Amen? But you need to see God. Because if you don't see God, you might take the wrong turn. Oh church. You might take the wrong turn. You might have an attitude and you may refuse to serve God. You may have an attitude and you may refuse to do what God is saying. But you need to see God. See the hand of God. And say, God, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I'm trusting you. I'm depending on you. You are leading me. You are the one. My word, your word is a lamp onto my feet and a light to my path. I'm trusting your word, I'm trusting your character, I'm trusting what you're doing. I'm going with you, Lord. I'm going with you, I'm going with you, I'm going with you. I'm refusing to allow circumstances to pull me back. I'm holding on to you, I'm holding on to you, I'm holding on to you, I'm holding on to you. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I depend on you, Lord. I depend on you, I depend on you. I will not leave you because I know you are good. You have to see God in trying times. And that's why James says, draw a body when you are going through hard trying times. Why? Because God is working on your patience. Some of us, we want it now. But God said, if I it to you now, it may destroy you. So I want to prove your trust. I want to prove your, your love. I want to prove your tenacity. I want to prove to you that you will not quit on me. He said, count it all, cho. You go through different trying times. Because what? God is working on your patience. I heard a man of God said it this way concerning faith and patience. He said, faith is, is like a guy who runs the 100 meter dash. Amen. I he's very fast. Faith says, I want it now. Faith says, what, whatever whatever you you, you you have for me, God, I want it right now. I want it right now. I want it now. I want it now. Want it now. Patience says, God, even though it doesn't come.'" I will still believe you. If it doesn't come the time I want it, I will still trust you. I refuse to quit. I refuse to stop trusting you. I will remain. I will remain faithful. I will remain steadfast. I will continue to believe you. Because why? Though it tires, though it become long, I will remain faithful until it shows up. So, faith is running. Patience is coming. Faith is moving fast. Patience is coming. But God says he wants you to go through faith and patience. He wants you to learn the examples of faith and patience. Why? Because faith and patience is the one that keep you going. Amen? If you just rely on faith, when God doesn't answer the prayer the time you want it, you equate. But when you built up patience in your heart, when God doesn't answer it, the time you say, my God, is still good. He, he, he has already answered it. Though it tires, I will wait for it. I will wait until God brings it to pass. Because I know my God wants the best for me. Amen. Faith and patience. Work. It's working. So so we need to see the hand of God. we're going through trying times. Paul said it this way. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Oh Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Hallelujah, thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Look at what Paul said. Now, you and I know that Paul was a man that served God to the full extent. But look at what Paul said in verse 17. He said, For our light affliction which is but for a moment, is working for us, of far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things that we can see, but on the things that we cannot see. For the things which we can see are temporary, but the things we cannot see are eternal. What is Paul saying? Paul is saying, while we are facing trying times, we need to look at the eternal things. And I said to you, you need to look for the hand of God. Look for God. Look for God in the difficult situation. Look for God where you are facing trials. You may be sick in your body, but look for God. You may be locked, can't pay your bills. Look for God. You may be worried, and people are talking about you, but look for God. Because when you find God, you will go. Amen. Because what you are facing right now, It's temporary. It's temporary. It's coming to pass. Amen? But God is eternal. God is eternal. So when you get a hold of God, no matter what you go through right now, it will not last, but God lasts. He's eternal. Look for him. Look for him. See God in the midst of your trials. See God in the midst. I like the way Peter said it. Peter said, your faith is so precious that in order for God to make sure that your faith remains pure, God allowed you to go through fiery trials. Say fiery trials. Say fiery trials. Now fiery trials are not trials that are easy. I mean sometimes uh, the things that you face, uh, sometimes uh, if you don't uh, you care for it, it will cause you to lose your mind. But if you can see God if you can understand God, if you can hold on to God, or no matter the pain, the trying, the, the pressure upon your life, you will not lose your mind. Because you know my God is able. My God will deliver me. My God will set me free. My God has, has good things for me. My God loves me. My God will, will, will make a way out of no way. Though it may be difficult. You know that your God is working. He's working. I like the way Paul said it in Romans chapter 8 verse 28. He said, "We know." Say "We know." Say "We know." Say we, "We know." Now that was the sighting thing. That, that was the exciting thing that Paul was saying, that Paul was declaring. It seems as if Paul was talking, you know, in, in the book of Romans, that's when God, Paul was telling the, the, the believers concerning the glorious power of walking as a Christian, the victory to live for God. That's why he started, he said, uh, we, we, There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ, because the law of the Spirit of life has lifted us up. I mean, he was telling the believers how to walk victoriously. Told, told them about their inheritance. Told them about being joint heir with Jesus Christ. And then he told them. He said, The Holy Spirit is praying for you. But when it seems like when he came to the verse 28, Paul stop, pause. And look up to God and say, We know. We know for certainty that all things work together for our good. Ah, he said we know for surety that all things, not some things, all things is working together for our good. Because we love God. And because God called us for his purpose. Oh, if God called you, if God, if God loves you, if God has set his eyes upon you, nothing the enemy will bring your way will destroy you. It will work for your good. It works for your good. Paul said we know. You need to know. You need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is working for your good. God is on your side. God loves you with an everlasting love. You need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that no matter what you go through, it's temporary. Temporary. That's why Paul can say our momentary light affliction. Now, when you read about the Apostle Paul, you say this man is crazy. How can he say momentary? How can he call the things he went through light? And how can he talk about those kind of things that say momentary light affliction? When you read Second Corinthians chapter eleven, you will find out some of the things that Paul went through. The Bible says he was beaten. Um, 40 lashes by the Jews three times. He was shipwrecked. He was stoned to death. He was thrown out of synagogues. I mean, everywhere he went there were trouble, 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 trouble all over him. There were beating and fighting all over where Paul was carrying the gospel. Yet this man said, it's momentary and his light compared to the exceeding glory of the reward. Oh, serving God is profitable. Serving God is profitable. It's profitable. So we need to see God's hand. Ah, see God's hand. See God. Ah, somebody needs to hear me this morning. Somebody needs to hear me this morning. You need to see God's hand. I mean, you may be coming to the end of your. Your, your weights. You may be coming to the place where you're saying, God, I can't believe it anymore. I can't try. I can't handle it anymore. It's, it's too much for me, God. I, I can't go through this anymore, God. If you allow me one more day, I'll probably die. I'll probably commit suicide. I'll probably quit. God, I can't handle this anymore. God wants you to know that it's momentary. It's light. It's coming to pass. He's working it out for your good. Amen? You may think that you know how to love right now. When God is done with you, you will know how to love like Jesus. You may think you have a good attitude right now, but when God is done with you, you will have a better attitude. You may think that you know how to praise God, but when God is done with you, he gave you a testimony where you can praise Him. You may think that you have victory in God, but when God is done with you, you will have Victory! Victory! You need to trust Him. You need to know that He's working for you. And He said, I am He who was and is and is to come. I have the keys of hell and death. Jesus is in the midst of His people. See see His hands. Identify His hands. And follow Him. Amen? That's how to to, 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 uh, to be changed into... Christ likeness last but not the least, how do we ch- how are we changed into the likeness of Christ? We, ch- we are changed into the likeness of Christ if when we overcome temptation. Say overcome temptation. You see, God is not happy when you fail. God is not happy when. When he says thou should not commit adultery and you commit adultery, God is not happy. When he said that should not lie and you lie, God is not happy. When when he said uh, 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 um, you you should not uh, 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 backbite and you backbite, God is not happy. When you say don't gossip and you gossip about people, God is not happy. When he said love your brother and you hate them, God is not happy. When he said forgive and you can't forgive, God is not happy. God is not happy. God wants you to overcome temptation. And temptations come in our way all the time. It's standing in front of you, and God wants you to overcome. To overcome the temptation. Why? I believe God wants you to overcome temptation because that's the will of Jesus. To be changed like Jesus. The Bible says in First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. The Bible says, Jesus, he said, first of all, he said, every temptation that we go through, they are all common. They are all things that people go through regularly. No, you know sometimes when we go through a trying time, you think you're the only person who has gone through that. No, God is saying it's common. Now think about it. I heard Bishop said it this way. He said common things is like common, like bread. Amen. I you can go to any supermarket or any little joint, you will see bread. It's common. Amen. I that's what God is saying. Temptations are common. People have gone through it, and God has successfully caused people to overcome them. So you need to know they are common. So so every temptation that we go through, they are common to men. Other people have gone through it. But God is saying to you and to me that he is able, even with that temptation, with that situation that you find yourself in, he's able to cause you to overcome. Amen? How will you overcome? It's by getting a hold of God. Amen. It's by doing number one and number two. Hello? The way, the way you will overcome temptation is by putting the Word of God, abiding in the Word, and secondly, by seeing God in every situation. Hello? And we will all face temptation. Amen. And God is not happy when we face temptation and we fail. God is happy. When we face temptation and we overcome. That's how we become like Christ. That's why the Bible says. There is no temptation that man has ever gone through that Jesus did not go through. And when he went through all of them, he overcame. To be like Jesus, God wants you to overcome your temptation. Amen? Now how will you overcome your temptation? There are two things you need to know. I said the first one. The first one, you need to know that it's coming. Amen. When you are going through temptation, you need to know that the temptation that you're going through is common. It's a common temptation. You can look at the temptation in the midst, in this face, and say to you, You, you will not be here tomorrow. I will overcome you. Just like David, you can look at the temptation, look at the challenges, look at the giant, look at what that circumstance in your life, and say, You, are, when I'm done with you, God will help me, I will overcome you, and I will cut off your head. You can look at it in the midst of it and say, I am not going to do that. You see, that's why when you are, uh, uh, as a child of God, when somebody comes to you and want to tell you the, the best news that they got from BBC last night, and it's about your brother and your sister, you need to say, No, I'm not a garbage. Hello? Hello? When somebody wants to, because no matter how spiritual you are, if somebody tells you about another person, you see that person through the other person's eyes. Amen? No matter how spiritual you are. You see the person through the eye. And that's why the scheme of the devil is to teach your love to God's people. but you need No, no, I don't have to hear it. I don't need to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm not a carrier. I'm not a newspaper man. I'm not a reporter. Amen. Just don't don't put it on me. I'm, I'm not looking for news. Amen. Hallelujah. Because why most of the time the things that people say, even sometimes in the midst of sometimes they try to be spiritual, you know. As I saw this sister, you know, we need to pray for her. And the first the online we need to pray for her, but then the whole thing that they're coming to tell you is all the negative thing. No, 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 you don't need to hear it. If you need to pray for her, you pray for her. Amen. Leave me alone. Amen. Hallelujah. You you see what we are facing if you are a young person and you are dating somebody and every time you 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 are alone with that person you always find yourself doing things that you don't have to do do need to do you need to get away the Bible says run away hello not negotiate or not try to you know what I I I love you so you gotta prove it no 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 you don't have to prove nothing amen. I yeah. <laughs> You don't have to prove anything, Amen. Hallelujah. If That guy <laughs> love you, or that girl love you, Amen. They will, they will obey. I mean, obey your God and trust Him. You don't have to prove anything. In fact, I've found, I have found out in my life that that people who respect you for who you are and what you believe are people who who love you. Amen. There are other people who just want to guess. Me. Amen. People who want to guess. Me. I mean, I'm I'm talking about young people, but even some of us, as adults, we face the same challenges. The same peer pressure. Hello? Amen. You know you're not supposed to do something and then you lie about it. And then you have to find another lie to cover up the lie. Hello? God is not happy. You are you yourself. You are not happy. God wants you to change. God wants you to overcome, to say, I will speak the truth. Amen. I even in the in the mess, I heard there's a, a friend of mine who said shared something with me just this week. He said he went to, to for an interview and he was talking to this person, and the person asked him a direct question. And the direct question that they asked him, he said, "Of course I do." I mean, it was something about taxes, and he said, "Yeah, I, I do have, I do owe some taxes." And the person said, "Well, you have to go back." So he. He said, "Because of that, I have been waiting for for months, and I can't. They, they can't call me back anymore." And he said, "I had to go back there to go find out what's going on." And he said, "You see, there was just one question, just one question, just a little one question. I could have turned my face and said no." Then he asked me the question. He said, "What about you? What you? What would you do?" I said, I would "Speak the truth." I mean, if if I, I have to speak the truth, I mean, you can't lie because they will find it. Then you have to cover up for why you say it. Amen. Even if you will suffer. Temporarily. Speak the truth. Serve God. Be obedient to God. Amen. You're in a situation and the person says that you need to do something that you know is not of God. You said stand up for them and stand up to them and say no. I won't do it. Even though temporarily... It's not healthy. You need to stand up. For the truth. Believe God. Overcome temptations. Overcome the situation that you face in life. In order to do what God wants you to do. Amen. Overcome. Overcome. Overcome temptation. There are so many things that the Bible tells us to run away from. Uh, Amen. In in fact, in Timothy, the Bible tells us, as a man or woman of God, we are always running. We are either running from something or we are running to something. We are always running. Amen? We are always running. Amen? As children of God, we are always running. Running away from sin and running towards righteousness. Running towards service. Running towards God. Running towards the things of God. Running away from the things that deter us from serving God. We're always running. You see, the moment you stand up, you've overcome. Now, you see, some of us, we say, well, we're we holding our, our ground, and you know, and you think you're standing up, you say, I don't want to run. The devil has already overcome you. I heard a man of God said it this way, that um, uh, um, Max Lekato was sharing a testimony about somebody. He said, this guy was in private school, and he went to the president after a couple of times, and, you know, he said to the president, he said, sir, so, He said, before when I came to the Bible school, I was always in trials and tribulations. It was difficult. I mean, every day I was praying, fasting, and believing God because I was facing all kinds of trials and tribulations. He said, but now things are fine. There's no trials and no tribulations. I'm living, I'm enjoying myself, my work with God. The president said, I am afraid of you. He said, because if you are growing in God, the devil should be on your case. If the devil is not on your case, you are in his camp. Child of God, you will not stop facing trials and tribulations until you get to heaven. Hello? And the more you serve God, the greater it becomes. Huh? Let me let you know. Let me tell you now. I don't know who told you that when you got saved, everything will be fine. But let me give. let me let the cat out of the bag. Let me let you know what it is. When you got saved, devil, the devil put you on his head list. He wants to destroy you. And if you give him an opportunity, he will destroy you. So you're always on the run. Amen? You're always running away from what he wants to give you. And you're always running towards righteousness. Always running. Stand to the
2: Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abounding life. The Bible says whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior.
3: Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington DC area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service. On Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study. And on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us and God bless you.
0: This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m., Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study and Friday at 8 p.m. intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at bethelcityofglory.org or email us at admin at Mm bethelva.com.